it is a little uh, hard when people doze off in the middle of the pitch <laughs> right so oh my god <laughs> are you serious yeah it has happened oh. it has happened more than once but it has someone happened someone slept someone slept in the and it's very oh, hard man. to keep a, and it's very and i actually i still don't know what is the right way to wake up a person you're pitching to <laughs> can you just say hey can you get up i still have <laughs> or should you just continue with a higher pitch so that you directly wake them up i don't know <laughs> answer to that question is happen so this one time this hey shina thanks a lot for agreeing to do this really looking forward to the conversation yep thanks for having me here over mazin when did you first see a rocket launch in space uh i think it was uh, somewhere in the early 90s on doordarshan uh that is uh, was for some pslv launch if i'm not mistaken that was the first rocket launch i saw and uh, it was not as fancy as what we see today in terms of uh, video coverage but it left its mark on me for sure <laughs> think uh, yeah, early 90s on dd and did, did you want to become an astronaut after that like most young folks <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah totally <laughs> yes and actually i that 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 passion continued for a really long time okay uh, in fact even as late as even 10 years ago i did mm. a lot of uh, intense uh, you know physical uh, training that oh, really? was all in my head building up towards you know gearing up for okay uh, you know probably someday i could use all of this to say i'm fit enough to be an astronaut so <laughs> yeah, yeah that never has let uh, you know that there's that has always been there never been able to let that slide amazing i i guess you are closer to the dream than most of us so you you, you did get there in some way not uh, not as an astronaut but <laughs> amazing yeah. and, and and so you know you're you're growing up and um, i think like most indian kids you end up going to engineering um, but then after that your life takes a lot of different paths i wouldn't say that detours um but you done film school and you've uh, even trained as a pilot which is not really things you find both as you know a young indian engineer as well as a founder so we would love to talk through that early journey um, and you know what you did just before uh, starting agnikul sure um, so i'll take a little uh, step back to my childhood which is where i think the seeds for agnikul were actually sown but of course i didn't know that right. uh, until very recently <laughs> i grew up in a family right. of people where everyone was into physics uh, my mom was a physics teacher aunt is a physics teacher and my granddad was a physics graduate was working in doordarshan by the way so i think somehow that that the thing was there for physics and uh, I, yeah I, and i think for one of my um, you know something in fourth standard or fifth standard i got a prize for some science quiz and it was called astronomy quiz book i still remember i have it actually with me i think that was really the turning point of my so called career i would say but that was fourth standard uh so anyway so that started and i was very clear that i wanted to do something or the other in aerospace uh but when it was time to do engineering uh, as a degree uh, i was strongly discouraged about anything in aerospace because 
uh you know that's i would I, I, people were very clear that i would not get a job right and i didn't know enough to even debate that i was like okay fine what is the next favorite engineering and that was electrical right. so that's how okay. i went to electrical <laughs> uh, okay. so uh, but electrical also i was playing with all these hobby kids and all that that's as i said right a lot of physics people around so it's just like it was very natural for me to get into something in electronics and stuff this is what i was playing with this was my this is how i spend my free time coding and electronic hobby kids <laughs> so that's how i spend my free time before i went into engineering uh after that i wanted to get a job in the core core fields and that is why i went into abb uh, which is an engineering electrical engineering firm uh but i was extremely disillusioned uh, once i went inside because the job was very much about like commissioning servicing and i was in my mind thinking i'll be designing or whatever some i had all these uh you know notions of what it means to be doing engineering but it was not that and i also had this fomo that everyone around me at that time particularly you know you hang out in groups when you are in college right and everyone in my group for friends was doing something or other in finance and i <laughs> felt like i'm doing some real mistake by sticking with engineering <laughs> uh, and, but i still couldn't let go of engineering and i came across this course called financial engineering I was like, okay. wow, this is it. At least on the name, it all it blends perfectly well. Right? So, <laughs> God, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and interestingly, so that is when I finally decided I'll do a master's in financial engineering. So, I applied, got an admit, in uh, you know, uh, uh, at Columbia University. Went to New York for this, and again, my this is the first time I'm going outside the country. uh and uh, my 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 image of new york was what i saw in the wall street movie and all that so that is that is that is what i'm thinking and i'm going there and little did i know what was waiting in 2008 i i started in june 2008 i think by september one big investment bank was gone <laughs> okay uh, this is <laughs> what is <laughs> Wow, it's a financial engineer also. Right. Uh, so, uh, so, so anyway, that was very interesting though because uh, it was very, I, I would say, there was very grey color of New York that I saw, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, but it also taught me, you know, what people, what is the meaning of uh, you know financial value for an asset? What does it mean to say something is up, something is down, and all that stuff? And only two kinds of firms were actually hiring at that time. uh one was a group of insurance companies that were trying to protect the existing you know large pool of cash that they were holding on to in some form or the other and the other was law firms uh who actually were trying to come up with compact you know with complicated ways to value uh, bankrupt uh, you know uh, companies so these are the only two places that were actually hiring so got into uh axa the insurance company there uh i think one year into my job it was very clear that i had to go back to engineering actually <laughs> that was that was that is how i i actually realized i should go there but i was also constantly questioning myself there was a lot of self doubt because i had already gone from electrical engineering to finance and now i want to go back to engineering and and everyone was like you're just you're you're never going to be serious about anything the moment something gets hard you'll want to do something else i heard all of that feedback by then so which is when i thought okay let me actually try something completely different and that was where the whole film making aspect came in i always i was film making was something that i always had an eye on like in the sense i never tried it but i was very curious about what happens behind the camera it is just something that i used to listen to interviews and all that 
that was your so, answer to people telling you that you have no direction you decided to do filmmaking <laughs> yeah <laughs> no because i really wanted to question what i what who i am right there was a bit of so when they self doubt you need to really figure out hey what is this am i just going from one right. point or other without knowing anything and that was i think one of the best four years of my uh, of my one on time in us i used to work in the daytime and uh, evening film school i attended for four years and uh, i did every, i mean usual film school i think you may know this if you you know you've spoken to people that have taken courses you do each part of that right direction camera and everything starting yeah. from holding the boom uh, mic boom to uh, you know wiping the lenses to actually directing i tried everything and i actually found a deep uh, uh, connect with screenwriting because okay. uh, it somehow felt like that was the that was the starting point of all films in some sense at least that's what i i, I felt at that time so i i and i used to so i when the last one or two years you can choose more of what you want to do and i always used to choose screenwriting and i met a lot of very 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 different people from what i had met in my first 25 years of my life in those four years right so that i think actually opened up a lot of you know it just reality checks in me i just realized oh, okay all these people are also there and they are not in the usual mode of thinking that i am in so it's very just just got a real, reality check <laughs> yeah and so the yeah. final moment of truth for me came when my last i think it was the last last paper or last assignment of screen writing and the and the uh, and the topic was write you know 100 words about why you want to be a screen writer right and i actually wow. never really yeah. finished that <laughs> and but that was that, that got me to really thinking what i should do for a profession you you, you uh, didn't write the write the note on being a writer it's a bit ironical as well <laughs> yes <laughs> but that was the question that actually let me got me into a lot of thinking it was just a 100 word thing that was asked i mean i, I finally ended up writing something right but it was not a very honest answer so right. and this is what time I, frame shrinath like uh, you know 2000 15. okay So five, four, five years after, five, six years actually after the financial engineering thing. Yeah, yeah, right. I was, I mean, all this while I was working on Wall Street. I was like, you know, doing whatever I could do in ads. Uh, that was there. That was nice. That was the good thing about being in a, you know, in a, uh, in a team that was very closely linked to the markets is that your core of your job is from you know morning seven to evening four or five. Right. right after that nothing nothing much happens and actually by 5 pm new york time japan japan opens only at 6:30 6:45 so after that people just it's not a very intense uh, point at the intense uh, you know busy schedule at that point so after right. five my day was actually quite open so this is when uh, all this random searching was going on so i decided i had to do something in aerospace it was very clear about that part so and uh, i also so was because i was Yeah. you just okay. went back to that childhood passion like what what convinced you that that this is because you know it was always there like it never really went away right and i realized that right. i should just give it an honest shot because this hunger was constantly there uh, and just like all these lot of soul searching related uh, you know questions basically made me think i have a lot of degrees something or other will help me somewhere if i if i don't go anywhere i can get some job somewhere that that confidence was always there right <laughs> so i was like let me give this a shot for 10 15 years i'll try to build rockets someone will lots up some rocket somewhere that was really the mode i started in it was not a very well thought out plan or anything it was the worst case movie. you would have made a movie on rockets <laughs> 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 yeah that's possible that could that, that is one option too so yeah that's that's 
how it started uh, in fact in between um, uh you know uh, and this astronaut thing was also there right so it was very gray in the beginning it was not a aerospace a rocket making and all that stuff it was not so clear something in aerospace so Sorry. in fact even difference between aeronautical and aerospace i was not very clear so that's why in one direction i started going for pilot uh, training for the single engine planes and on the other side i was doing a lot of hiking particularly high altitude hiking because somewhere i read that you have to be really fit to be an astronaut and all this i was doing around 20 13 to 20 15 that kind of a time frame you can imagine uh, so so all this was happening on the side uh, but uh, i also realized you know by that time spacex was make there was a lot of noise around spacex in the us uh, they were very close to attempting that reusability like catching that part of the rocket that falls back okay. they had not done it until 2015 december so um i realized i should go to la uh, not not much was happening at least i couldn't find the right kind of uh, networks in new york so uh, i moved to uh, los angeles uh, just for this reason i got a job in very similar company aig very similar to axa and uh, so um, that was even better but in la so that you were closer to where this was happening that makes sense yeah Yes, exactly right. And the interesting part was they were working New York hours there. So my days used to start even earlier, five a.m. in the morning. But after two thirty, there was nothing to do. Uh, basically, markets were completely done there. So that was my intense uh, phase of networking. And I actually am not a very uh, like a very comfortable networker. I'm usually a little shy. I, I I always wonder what people will think if I go and strike up a random conversation. But I'm trying my best to push myself out of my comfort zone, and uh, somehow just meet as many people as possible in the industry just to understand yeah. what happens. So I, I showed up at every meetup that had the word space in it in the LA area, <laughs> right? Uh, so and you're doing your pilot license. Amazing. <laughs> No pilot license I got when I was in New York itself. Yes. That was over. That was a okay. one year thing between twenty fourteen to fifteen. Uh, But you're was, training to be an astronaut yeah, still. Yeah, it's not like that. It was just like in the side something because I heard that all astronauts have a some piloting background, right? So I was just like I should start that also. Was, as you can imagine, it was not a very clean uh, uh, face in terms of what I wanted to do. I was just like somehow preparing in my head. That that is what I was telling myself at least. and like in yeah. screen writing they say there yeah. is one this there is something called the story you tell yourself and then the story you tell outside <laughs> so this is the story i was telling myself to do all this uh, but when i was in la i actually realized that one problem as such in the market right there were a lot of people who were stuck with small satellites not being launched everywhere i visited and i visited all the universities in that area pretty much all the universities in that area uh like you know ucla uh, 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 what is it the other one um, university of california Uh, all of those people had small satellites but they were not in space they were in labs and the answer was always about you know rockets not being available and i felt felt it is a little weird that you know in a in in, in these times it's that is still the case uh, that rockets are not that easy to get uh, for satellites to go to space so this is where the whole thing started so i thought okay we'll build a small rocket uh, uh, and try to do something or in the side i wanted also i applied for blue origin spacex all the other companies in that area and i didn't get through even the first round and probably because of visa related issues or that again that's the story i tell myself i don't know if my resume was good enough <laughs> i also enrolled for a, a second masters program in aero uh, aerospace engineering Uh, so this also happened on the side. How how many degrees do you have by then, Shina? I have lost count. 
Six, no, seven, no, ten. No, 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 no. Just, just, just two and a half. Two uh, and a half. Okay. No. So one, you have you you have your uh, bachelor's. You have your master's in in G- financial engineering. Then you have the filmmaking one as well. Oh, that was uh, a side one. Yeah, that's side one. But one. still, I mean, you could say so. And then you have a pilot license, which I I don't know if you should count as a degree, but yeah. uh, it's, a, it's, clearly, it's a license. <laughs> it's a license, but you have like four. Four plus, uh, at least okay, yeah. in my head. If you count all of that, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. If you count all of that, it will come. Yeah, that'll have the, the licenses. There are a few. As I as I told you, I was training to do a lot of things. So I have a I I have an advanced keyboard uh, diving degree, like a lot of random things. I was doing. Sorry, what other license do you have? uh i am a advanced uh, scuba uh, diver like you know it's the there are like three levels of licenses in scuba diving so i'm like okay. I, i i have a specialization in night scuba diving and all that which is generally a little rare again it was okay. all about what do you need to do to become an astronaut an astronaut <laughs> <laughs> wow so, yeah all of those Crazy. things i don't know so uh, so finally yeah, so that's so and because i was not getting any real interviews as well i thought really we should try it our own company and uh, and of course spacex was there building much much larger rockets being so successful already at that time so it didn't look like a crazy thing to try or to be honest if you're doing all that networking in that space it didn't look weird uh, at all even though even i was telling back people people let uh, you know people in india back at home uh, people were actually mostly not even taking it seriously Uh, it was that foreign a concept, but when in my community that I was talking to, it was like, yeah, well, you should just go and build a rocket. <laughs> kind of a vibe was there. So, but but my citizenship uh, citizenship was definitely an issue, right? Uh, so, I realized India is actually the better place to do it. Otherwise, I'll be figuring out a lot of. Uh, I'll take a lot of time figuring out the paperwork part of it. So that I didn't want to get into. So started searching. To- ஒரு you know in between i also i mean officially was telling my friends and all that and one of my friends in by then he he was an australian he had moved back to chennai his name is moin so he and i uh, we were just randomly talking about this stuff and we used to call call various iit professors across different iits because i knew that we needed some sort of a lab or something like it is not you, i didn't have that kind of money to say okay we'll go and uh, build a large company put you know 50 million dollars in it and start that that i didn't have that kind of money so at least for the infrastructure part we wanted an academia partner for sure so cold called about 70 80 professors in every iit with a meaningful aero department right like kanpur karakpur delhi mumbai chennai everywhere i just like randomly tried connecting with profs and i think i was connecting with very busy professors or whatever was the reason or i was not doing it right i don't know but people were not too interested got a lot of life advice on trying to be focused uh, or having to be focused and all that 
But that seems to be a common theme. People keep yeah, that seems to be. That seems to be, by the way, a recurring theme. That at that time it was a recurring theme already. Uh, I I didn't know you get life advice as a response to cold emails, but yeah. cool. <laughs> that's that's awesome to know. <laughs> no, I got a couple of few people gave me meetings, and then I went in for these meetings. Okay, and got like, it. And and then they'll be like they'll ask me about my background, and that'll be you know. <laughs> very 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 uh, confusing but yeah i'm a scuba say. diver i can fly planes i yeah, can I make films i don't say those things outside <laughs> unless people ask me about it specifically <laughs> for me it's more like financial uh, engineering aerospace engineering rockets that's the usual story yeah. film Fair. school yeah. uh, pilot scuba diving all that is for you know other conversations so anyway yeah. uh, one prof out of iid madras actually showed some interest uh, right and he actually happened to head a very large combustion R&D center within IIT Madras. It was called the National Center for Combustion Research and Development. A fascinating place because actually anything that burns, forget rocket engine fuel, but anything like municipal waste to uh, rubber to you know how uh, normal household things burn in case there is a fire accident, everything is studied there. So having access to that prof and him showing some interest was really the biggest turning point in I think uh, our story. So the moment I had his attention, I immediately quit this job and moved back to India. And Moin, my other co-founder as well, he also he was actually doing. A, uh, it was a part of a family business with his cousins uh, in contract manufacturing of cosmetic bottles. He also gave that up to his cousins, and he also joined uh, me full time. And so we basically formally started Agnikol in 2017 December. So that's the very long version of the story, but yeah. So that's that's how that's how Agnikul started basically. No, but amazing, and all those pieces kind of fit together, and you kind of see how the dots start to connect. It's it's incredible. Um, so tell us, you know, what happened next? Uh, you guys, you know, went to IIT Madras, and then how did you? How did the next uh, couple of years go? Um, Would love to hear more about the journey. Yeah, I think um, so because IIT was there, it was easy to get the basic work started. A lot of students were there who were doing masters, PhDs, who had some background in rocket engine development. Prof himself was a you know a rocket scientist. Uh, Moin and I are not, by the way. <laughs> I'll be very clear. Even today, we are not. Uh, but I just love rocket. I just read up a lot about it, and I technically have a half-finished uh, master's degree. with a with a with a specialization in rocket propulsion mm-hmm. so i can at least understand the jargon uh, but yeah so that's that's my background right so it was about getting to like some rocket design uh, you need to have some rocket to build and uh, this is where i right. would uh, like to bring up uh, one of our uh, you know retired isro scientists his name is rv perumal he actually happened to be in chennai and he is the father of india's uh, gslv rocket gslv the biggest rocket of india oh. right and right. yeah, he was and very lucky that you know he also happened to see something in what we were saying and it was it was very scary pitching to him actually for me the first time i was actually picking to a rocket scientist about making a new rocket that's not that at least i was not very comfortable <laughs> doing that while not while not being a rocket scientist and <laughs> and you know uh, shinada <laughs> after you complete I, i'd love to you know if you could share reactions of people when you would pitch them what you were pitching Uh, just after you complete this, I would love to know that. 
yeah yeah <laughs> but very uh, it is it is it spans the entire spectrum of what all you can expect in reactions <laughs> so but uh, yeah sure i'll talk about that uh, but anyway so yeah so with uh, with uh, with permal sir on board i think a lot of things became clear in terms of milestones right what to do what kind of team do you need uh, how many people are you going to need and what how how to deconstruct this journey into like a milestone based story and that was actually needed to raise money because the next immediate thing was to raise funds obviously right uh, i would put in like about 50 lakhs or something of whatever we had saved me and mine but that was yeah that was just keeping us alive that's it nothing much could be done with that kind of money so then we went into fundraising and i was completely completely new to me but that's where all my storytelling learning hopefully helped a little bit <laughs> I, i i i get some positive feedback when i pitch whether i'm able to raise money or not at least people say that i did a good pitch so i think that comes from my film school years because they spent a lot of time because see there right the just taking a side step to that you are actually taught how to go to a producer and tell a story in 1 minute and then in 5 minutes and then in 1 hour right so that wow. that was like how do you condense it that's, that's the first time someone actually told me about like because when you prepare for interviews in college you you always hear about this elevator pitch and all that the 10 second yes. version of who right. you are if you meet someone right. very senior or something like and that and the same the same five questions that tell me about your strengths tell me about your weaknesses and some weird question which everyone asks yeah. i i know <laughs> yeah so that is there but no one has actually tried to like you know the, this is the first time only in film school i heard it like can you tell us the same story right uh, basically you write you end up writing like a like a full length screenplay it's about 90 pages so 90 minutes or so how do you tell that in 1 minute 5 minutes and 1 hour that is actually an exercise we do uh in this verbally telling it out so i think somehow some all of somewhere something from that cross pollinated to pitching i think uh, i don't know but that that helped but i was still it was a very hard thing to sell a space tech business in india it was 2017 because uh, that time people were not even sure that business models existed out of space tech right so my pitching experience was when you uh, make money and how yeah 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 I, more like first I, there I, is I a sector even... and then there is like I, I don't the even, there is yeah sorry shinar i don't even think people were thinking business they were like what is this guy smoking probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think possible. the business business question is probably second <laughs> possible yeah <laughs> uh, so there was this three step process right you go and explain that there is a sector like this and this right. is how you make money there then within that you say there are rockets there are satellites there are ground stations i am in the rocket side and then within that you tell okay agnikul is doing these things differently so it's a three step process to get to even agnikul right if you start off by saying you're building rockets it's completely like that that moment probably they have, we have lost our audience right so you need to go <laughs> give context uh, and go Excellent. back and say we, what is going on so madan we are getting a master class in storytelling as well along with rockets <laughs> how do you pitch a rocket company first <laughs> start with what are rockets hold up you have what's the one minute i'm sure it's replied quite a bit <laughs> the one minute yeah. story yeah i've never fully got I, i i think it still takes me 2 3 minutes i'm just saying that that one minute was helpful to you know compress <laughs> it <and laughs> but uh, and yeah. 
and i also you know constantly i'm like thinking like even now if i'm talking to you both right i i think i have like again this came from the training only that you know they always say like are, are you with are they with you if not try to do something to make them come back to you right? you're <laughs> constantly constantly craving attention in something <laughs> uh when you're pitching uh but because otherwise people get lost and it's already rockets and they what what is going on so 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 anyway it took me a while to you know figure out all this i mean now i can say after four five rounds of fundraise and all that now i can say this but in that time it yeah. was a little hard and uh, a lot of noes as well but uh, i but the it was somehow easy for me to handle the noes because even in the cold calling phase a lot of people said no right by then so i got used to the fact that this is not going to be a easy journey right so when people were telling mm. no at various phases the first in the three sets of meetings right uh, sometimes it the no comes in the first phase itself or sometimes it happens in the last after the five six fifth or sixth meeting it comes but i was getting used to it i was somehow it was not impacting me i don't know why because i think i always knew that somehow somewhere something will click some some hope was there always uh so that's how we fi- finally ended up with uh, meeting special invest uh, fund out of uh, chennai and bangalore and interestingly one of the partners there vishesh is his name uh, actually happened to have a view on rockets or at least space tech as a business so with him it was more about second and third not like space sector itself and because the combustion right. center was there we had also made some engine prototypes i mean nothing like the actual engines that we'll be flying but some resemblance of some engine like a hobby engine you could say uh, a hobby rocket engine so with that we were able to convince him that you know we know how to make hardware and we had isro people retired isro people as well so that is how the first fundraise happened it was a half a million dollar fundraise and from there slowly then i then officially we became a vc backed <laughs> uh you know company, company. so then so, so before you go ahead srinath uh, yeah. first like i'm just coming back to my question what was the spectrum of reaction and what was like i think the most memorable but negative one i'm sure the memorable positive ones turned out to be investments and then what what were you pitching to them what do you actually do then and has it changed from then to today um so it's like two questions um okay the most memorable negative one it is a little uh, hard when people doze off in the middle of the pitch <laughs> right so oh my god <laughs> are you serious yeah it has happened oh. it has happened more than once but it has someone happened someone slept someone slept in the and it's very oh, hard man. to keep a, and it's very and i actually i still don't know what is the right way to wake up a person you're pitching to <laughs> can you just say hey can you get up i still have <laughs> or should you just continue with a higher pitch so that you directly wake them up i don't know the answer to that question is happen so this one time this uh, one time me moin and prof all three were there and and, and at those times i used to uh, you know get all of us because i thought each of us could add different values to the per- because already it's a it's a difficult story to sell so i i wanted to get as much uh, juice out of whatever one hour i get with a vc or an investor So um we used to go as this trio right me prof and moin we three used to go and pitch and uh, this is this moment where the you know the person started to sleep and i really and i was really getting a lot of i was i was finding it hard to control my laughter i didn't know what to do <laughs> and i think at that time the the thing i did was to raise my voice to very high like as if i was yelling at someone i just started telling my story in a much much higher you know <laughs> volume 
and uh, yeah it's somehow when but that is i still remember that out of all my pictures i definitely remember that one uh i think the other good pictures were uh, also were you know uh, the, the i mean bad pictures yeah i think the other bad pictures actually would be like i wouldn't say bad but more like frustrating ones are where people end up giving you advice but i i remember one of them actually telling me uh shrina the i think it was 32 years old at that time so shrina to 32 33 you need to go and do other things in life this is not going to work out in india <laughs> that that pitch that is a very standard feedback i used to get that was like a norm so that used to frustrate me i'm like i came from there i kind of know this story so that is one thing uh and the yeah. other parts yeah i think that's what I mean, at least quickly, this is what I remember in the negative ones. Positive ones were good. I mean, of course, the ones that converted into an actual investment were great. But um, the ones that didn't convert but got us like a proper, you know, networking connection or someone who actually just empathized properly with the real story that I'm telling, those were good ones. I still remember them. I'm still in touch with those people. But that has also happened. People are not able to invest, but I, there was a connect that happened in, that, in those pitches. So yeah that's that's some some stuff to share there. And maybe to turn that into advice for listeners uh what is maybe some tips for founders of pitching for the post check. Um so I mean it really depends upon um, uh, getting the you know getting the attention of the person and telling the idea in the most interesting way right I mean the other people on the other side are hearing this thousands of stories uh so to actually leave an impact you need to you need to say or do something that is actually they remember it at least one day later i think that is the most important thing that i try to tell even though it's a rocket building story how much how many analogies can you use or how how how, how like i think einstein or someone said this is what people say right like can you tell this to a can can you tell this to a 10 year old yeah. or something like that right like, <laughs> yes. and that simplification more than dumbing it down actually gets you to the core value add from what you're trying to do because there should not be if it's a business idea it should not be that complex actually right um, uh, so right. that that part i've tried to try to try to do a lot and for us what worked a lot is this comparison with ground transportation so and comparison with selling laptops and comparison with uh, what not <laughs> right basically because we say we build modular rockets that sounds very fancy but then one thing that people usually connect with strongly is now if i connect a modular rocket with say how people uh, end up building laptops right wherein you you have a same architecture or a or a same you know series of laptops but you can put more ram or more hard disk or more processor in the or power in the same same overall architecture we bring a similar concept to rocket building somehow that seems to connect a little more than saying modular rockets where we have one engine less or one engine more or something so stuff stuff like that analogies and uh, and stories and you know uh, connects with ground transportation because rocket business is a transportation business those things have uh, i think have gotten slightly better at that over the last 4 uh, 5 years but yeah that's that that has helped and what was your pitch uh, shrinath to the earliest investors Uh, the earliest investors the pitch was uh, we are building something that um, can make space transportation as easy as ground transportation so that's how i usually start and uh, then say okay but in ground transportation you have autos 
cabs buses trains today all the rockets that go to space are comparable to trains no one is building cabs and we are here to build cabs so that's 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 how usually wow. i start and then it goes Love into that. all the gory details of what it what it means to build a cab to space so that's such a good analogy i think it, it really has to put into perspective uh, with something that people can relate to right that's the most important thing yeah. in building a story um and so so yeah now let's uh, maybe talk about the next phase of your journey so you got your first check uh would like to understand how your role changed as well was fundraising kind of something that would you were doing continuously uh how much time did you get to spend actually building a rocket versus <laughs> connecting with investors and then doing a good thing yeah i i think uh, that's even today uh, even after 5 years uh, that is always a challenge for me i'm just because i came in more for my passion for rockets probably uh, take everything else on, that i have to do on the way as a burden <laughs> including fundraising right uh, but uh, i also yeah. have learned over the last 3 4 years particularly in the last 2 years to to let go of that and focus a lot more on actually building the company i think prof actually summarizes it uh, like he gave me a piece of advice that i still you know take very seriously right uh, remember uh, shrinath that you have to build a rocket company not uh, a rocket right so that that i've taken to heart a good one <laughs> uh, so that 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 actually connected very strongly with me uh, so nowadays i do a little more of that uh, but in the early years it was almost like anything that is not engineering is pure burden that's how i started it's like okay i have to go sell the story fine i'll do it because we need money but now i've changed i think or at least i'm trying to change the last 2 3 years i've actually consciously let go of a lot of that also the other thing that has helped is um, we got a lot more uh, retired astro scientists to help us in the early years it was about five, four or five people then it was about 12 people now we have 30 plus people right and some of these people are actually full time so and they have been there done that and so for me it is more about okay at a system level whatever high it's almost like on a bad day uh, i go there to listen <laughs> and then i go back to whatever i have to do as a you know founder and ceo so 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 that i i think that way my role as or what i focus on in my role has also changed over the last uh, couple of years but um, it is uh, it is still a very uh, you know it's a journey with a lot of i you know role, hats i have had to play like most founders i think nothing special about yeah. building rockets uh, as you grow every every fundraise i think yeah. i feel like yeah this, i've done a seed pre series a series a and series b and it's like yeah seed is the first fundraise but pre series a is the first pre series a and series a is the first series a because every time yeah, i think absolutely. i'm sure you also would know right investors look for different things obviously so the series a pitch is not the same as the seed pitch uh, so so that way i've always felt like every fundraise is a first time fundraise so that happens. it reminds me of uh, one of the things that one of our founders has said you know it's like leveling up in a video game each fundraise is like a new level and then you have new new things you have to unlock it Uh, yes exactly right. but on that exactly note i'm right, curious yeah. you know you spoke about scaling your team and getting a bunch of uh, rocket scientists to join your team you went from 4 to like 30 how how did you as a non rocket scientist go about recruiting rocket scientists how do you know if someone's a good rocket scientist or not oh um so i think to the retired is rope people these are people who are super accomplished they're literally well known in the industry itself right so they're 
the connections happened through prof or through permal sir who we you know we started who was supporting in the industry yeah yeah i think with the with the with the other younger people it's more interesting uh, that hiring is interesting because a lot of people um, like you know with the space industry at least there is a lot of passion generally uh, going on right people who are passionate about space are, are actually generally very very uh they are driven by that like you, a lot like you are younger who just have a vision and have no experience <laughs> right how do you who just want to work on space tech right so that i will yeah. try to actively hire for at that attitude more than the talent aspects of you know certain skills because i feel anyway real rocket science is not taught in any college anywhere not only india i mean even in the us or any whatever from whatever i have learned and uh, experienced uh, i don't see that happening in any 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 uh, you know academic institution uh, because what is a, real rocket science shrinath if you can i know it's very hard to condense that in 3 minutes but you're a great storyteller like you've learned so <laughs> what's rocket science like we think and what's real rocket science if you can just give an example so see uh, so rocket science uh, like basically myths about rocket science <laughs> compared to reality is there is a lot of trade off making that has to happen right you need to be an mm-hmm. extremely good decision maker or you need to have a team of people who are extremely good decision makers i think that somehow is not easily taught in academic institutions interesting like so because everything is a trade off and can you give an example I, yeah so uh, say for example uh, you're building a, a particular uh, uh, you know uh, rocket engine right uh you can build multiple versions of it or multiple uh you know comp- uh, multiple shades of it or whatever it is the design way but what will actually stop you from doing the perfect engine is say things like mass and cost and you know how it will affect the other systems a person will say hey this rocket engine is fine but you can't put any tank or a, a cheap tank or a, a inexpensive tank above this rocket engine because you're building the engine in this way so you'll always there's always a give and take i think a, a right. final rocket any any of the rockets that we have flying today it is a set of well thought out compromises right and mm. it is it's a you're building out something where nothing is that perfect but at the same time it's no bad decision should be there anywhere that is extremely hard I, i still find it hard actually because you're constantly making trade offs it's either about mass or about efficiency or about cost and these yeah. three are always you know at three different places you, they don't go together at all and it's uh, it's a lot like running a company uh, <laughs> yeah. uh right uh, although i think the the extinction event is uh, highly probable uh, yeah. in a rocket uh, versus a company i guess that's that's the that's the big difference correct correct yeah at least in the early years what you're saying is exactly right yes that's correct uh, so the other one is it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of boring job uh, boring boring stuff to do as well uh, you know like my I, i remember my mom or someone i think yeah my mom asking me i was on a call uh, a work call they were taking it from home my mom was like why are you talking like a plumber because i was talking about valves <laughs> tightening it which spanner did you use some question like this i was asking i think and i was like why are you talking like a plumber <laughs> right so so that shine of it when you go for or when you when you look at a countdown and a lift off it's a very different thing that people see but when you go into the gory details of it it's a i'll tell you a very recent example right uh, two three weeks in our team we spent in cleaning a tank 
cleaning a tank that's it it's a tank that flies because the 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 benchmark for how how much contamination is allowed there was very high like so basically you need to have only you know some very very less ppm uh, of this kind of a particle size after you clean then you pass air uh, or nitrogen and then you collect it in a you know in a liquid and you examine the liquid for particles and that is a very very low number that is allowed so literally the entire team in propulsion and structural side was just doing cleaning of tanks for two weeks that if if you if you're not if you're not really kind of the vision that could get really frustrating okay so so that was some so of the, the things the, that the, you, the the plumber uh, analogy is probably like accurate now as well because <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, cleaning a tank <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right exactly yeah. right i still think so so that is that's so again those things don't usually come out and um, also this extraordinary focus on documentation is a little painful uh, i mean it's it's there for a right reason right uh, but if you are not able to think about and connect with that it is really frustrating it's like why am i documenting all this stuff who cares is someone going to even read it i've heard all versions of it from my team <laughs> right it's like uh, it's like it's like screenwriting or script writing you know see all of it connects you have yeah, to write right. each line right. down or whatever everyone does uh, it was all planned this was destiny <laughs> i think so yeah looking back it some of seems to connect yeah yeah and screenwriting i'll tell you right the boring part is actually after you get the first draft because after mm. the because at the first draft you already have the story out right yeah, then after that you are like you are trying you're trying to compress it and you know you're trying to make it look like people can understand the real thing and you're trying to make it look different and that is actually a little irritating <laughs> in screenwriting very similar yeah you're right actually there are some parallels you could draw but so those are things that people usually don't think about in rocket science uh, right the right. plumbing aspect no that, that that's very helpful i think documentation that aspect. that helps it helps and um if you can talk through the journey now from 0 to you you've already done 0 to 1 what about 1 to 10 uh how are you making revenue what's the business model now um and maybe touching upon the fundraising as well in the process yeah yeah uh, so i think see our business model is uh, it's a cargo transportation business only thing is the destination happens to be some place in uh, some orbit in space right so we charge our customers uh, for uh, every uh, every kg we we we, we take to orbit or we take to space or somewhere right so that's basically the the pricing model is dollars per kg that's it and usually it's not a function of distance uh, more a function of orbit itself so that's why the kilometer angle doesn't come it's more like dollars per kg or rupees per kg so uh, scaling from 1 to 10 is actually um, uh, you know a very different kind of a challenge mainly because uh, the tolerance for failure is very 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 low right uh, mm-hmm. one rocket is okay but 10 rockets is hard not because of the production aspect but because the same standard you have to maintain like you know in cars you you can do a recall if something goes bad in your phone yeah whatever a software upgrade could probably help in rockets you have this one shot and and the whole thing is actually again one more analogy with the movie is when you are actually seeing a rocket launch right no there is no human intervention in the process right you are sitting back and watching something happen it lasts for a few minutes <laughs> for which you work for for which hundreds of people have worked for months together <laughs> so that's a very I, I, i always feel like it's like yeah watching movie you put it out there and everyone is going to buy it was a work sorry what 
No, I think that's a perfect analogy. Then, like a, a one-hour movie or like a one-hour clip of yours. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one more parallel, right? It is also something that everyone will judge you on because it's a little bit like you know, it, just like rocket launches are noticed by a lot of people, right? So, and everyone will have a yeah. and have, will have a say on it. It's like I always after I went to film school, I literally stopped criticizing filmmakers because I realized <laughs> that you know anyone can go today. Some movie comes out and or say some music comes out. Yeah, what what music is this? Is what anyone can judge. and say a song is bad even though that person may not even be able to play one 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 you know one one ragam or whatever right one chord but that is basically the nature of that work you are putting yourself out there people will judge you even though they are no means an expert on that rocket science is very similar i keep telling uh, you know my family also if if it blow, if the next rocket launch blows up everyone is going to come and say yeah actually agnico doesn't make good rockets <laughs> right they are entitled to say that so 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 that's there that is there and because that level of rigor has to be maintained in every product version and in every every iteration of the vehicle uh, we are focusing today a lot more on quality like literally the quality team is the thing that we are hiring for we got on a lot of retired isro people into that team uh, focusing on that because repeatability uh, at that level of perfection is uh, something that doesn't easily come you need to get into mind boggling levels of checks because like i i tell my team also right how so the margins for any performance in a rocket are very 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 tight like you you don't keep any safety factor buffers or anything of that sort if something has to work you put say a 10% more buffer and you fly it because more you if you put a bigger buffer then you probably won't even be able to go to orbit uh say for example a tank has to be uh, say 5 mm thick right you probably will go to 6 mm that's it and 5 mm the design is just right 6 is what you allowed now if something happens and some part of the metal is not good at 6 mm itself you will fail uh so it's like you have to build something that's perfect but it is we are all humans we are all imperfect by nature we all make mistakes so you will have to put together a process and a bunch of people who are imperfect but are able to churn out a perfect product and that continues to still you know baffle me like how how are we all able to do it forget agnikul amazing <laughs> i am talking about spacex i'm talking about isro i'm talking about all these other people right how oh, do a group of point. imperfect people come together to build a perfect product right uh, like the gaps you have to fill your processes have to you know account for that and your thought process and your people have to account for that so that i think is a very uh, challenging uh, you know uh, uh, you know a task so that is what we are gearing up for today uh, fundraising and all that i mean yeah it's always going to be there and i think as revenues kick in and by the way we have not yet made revenues yet right we're still a pre revenue company okay. um with more launches with actually more proof of actual flights happening revenues will come we talked to a lot of customers even today uh, we have you know like lois or letters of intent or what mous with them oh uh, so customers are anyone who wants to put a small satellite in space right by small i mean anything less than 300 kg in mass uh, so these are the people uh, who want to uh, fly with us uh, use cases are fascinating by the way that's its own story actually You, you know usually you go to space uh, to take photos of earth or which is called remote sensing or earth imaging or to bounce off signals between two points right because you're far enough you can you can get that vantage point uh, and that still is happening but people are basically 
built smaller satellites more in number they have gone the whole distributed way of building you know satellite constellations today what used to be few in number and far away has now become a lot in number and very close to earth so that is the trend in which satellites have gone now this has actually opened up a lot of very interesting reasons why people go to space right uh, people are today going to space uh, say for example for uh, you know looking at it as a platform like it actually gives you uh, the ability to go there and uh, use what space offers space offers vacuum space offers microgravity space offers low temperatures so if you can actually put up something uh, a manufacturing process that works in space that is something that you know you could actually get benefits out of so i know i know companies that are going there to do pharmaceutical drug extraction people are going there to store data people are going there just to throw debris that will burn up on the way down lighting up the entire sky it's artificial shooting stars so imagine a ipl finals or something uh or and you know you're you're just going up there for entertainment That's right you go up there and throw a bunch of debris it'll all burn up well before you know it reaches down and in yeah. that process you've lit up the entire night sky uh, we are only hoping for no cloud cover uh but other than that you pretty much have uh, you have an entire country covered or an entire you know subcontinent covered so wow. so that i think is where space itself is headed space has become more of a platform than a destination so what's next for me cool i mean you guys have you know worked on some launches you're you're getting close to uh to actually you know finding product market fit in the traditional sense of course is a much longer time scale for companies like yours uh what does the next uh, you know 5 5 10 years look like for you for the cool and what's the vision you know now yeah i think uh, the next few i think so we have so the first private launch that we are looking at for, so it's a new engine our own launch pad within sri harikota uh, uh it's a very complex combination of new things that are coming live uh, hopefully sometime in uh, june that will happen uh that will be a very interesting launch uh and um, after that there are a couple of more commercial launches lined up for the later part of this year so that is the immediate focus to get that part right uh i think also the other part is i mean we have taken a conscious uh, decision to make a lot of designs in house like actually literally every part of the vehicle is designed in house the rocket is designed in house so uh i we think about agnicol as more of a library of you know tools required to crack something or the other in space transportation right uh one arrangement of those tools in a particular way is building small rockets for small satellites which is what we do uh today but that's literally just one product so i think uh, you know everything from attempting reusability to you know drawing a couple of other things about basically trying we we have the stack line called launch anywhere anytime affordably and uh, yeah anything that gets us closer to that goal of you know really being able to go anywhere or any approved launch location and you know launch within a 2 3 week time frame and make it not a huge uh, roadblock from a cost standpoint i think that's basically the the goal or the i would say i would not even call it vision probably mission is that right uh, vision was very for me that was been very clear from the very beginning right going to space is shouldn't be the hardest part of doing something from space today space tech is hard because getting there is hard 
once you get there actually space is very benign there is nothing uh, there you, you're like basically okay mostly uh, electronics you have to <laughs> radiation yeah, harden it, 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 it or something it's empty it's empty it's empty things don't <laughs> things don't corrode uh, you know yeah you have to have some radiation protection but that's about it uh if you have an, an energy if you can if you're able to get it uh with you know with solar cells or whatever which people have figured you know you would have heard of the voyager probes that are now pretty much lefty solar system right. or actually in the water outer boundary of solar system right so i think it'll just stay like and if you just get the first part of the journey right the first 100 kilometers right after that it is actually a lot of things open up problem is getting out of uh, atmosphere earth orbit uh, yeah mm. getting to earth orbit is the hard part after that things get a little easier so i think I, we will we'll do everything we can to make sure that 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 aspect of so space space uh, you know space tech is taken care of to the extent we can that is really the bigger vision that we have amazing and just to close out um, what's one piece of unfiltered feedback you've received in your journey that's why we are called founders unfiltered I know you would have some amazing anecdotes, including the sleeping investor. But uh, <laughs> w- what feedback really changed the way you looked at things and actually reoriented um, your thought process? Uh, no, I think the biggest feedback I have received uh, that made me think about I uh, spoke about that a little already, right? That is to focus on building a company that can build the products as opposed to building the product. i think that for many founders that may apply but definitely for me more directly because it was for me about a rocket for a really long time and then when that question was asked uh, like yeah, are you here to build a rocket company or to build a rocket right that changed a lot of things uh, my perspective itself on what i should put my time and effort on I think that i would say is a single biggest feedback i have got and it i'm trying to change i don't know if i've gotten there yet but that is something that's very that keeps running in my mind nowadays Awesome. Thank you so much Srinath for your time. I uh, re- really enjoyed the wide ranging chat in different spaces pun intended. Sure. Um and uh, we hope our listeners enjoyed this. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Thank you Azim. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. <laughs>